go on your phone, like search for a user on Instagram, search for daily, D-A-L-E-Y-W-A-L-K, like daily walk. Found it. Um, scroll down, but see them sitting on the terminus? And I don't then, know but the terminus is. That's the come on, man. Don't say that. I can't can't use that in the podcast because that's the starting thing of the PCT. That's like the little statue thing. Come on, man. This could be the opening segment of where you get roasted. But do you see them? Like you know, like the when sign, huh? It's is beside it? the sign. But okay, I want you to click on the sign because there's a collection, a burst of photos. They have like a five-year-old, a four, a five, three, and two years old. I feel like you not knowing what the terminus thing. I think that's going to make the... Who calls it a terminus? You call it a stone. It's not a stone. Wait, it's kind of a stone. They call it the southern terminus. Looks like a giant stone. Yeah, but it's like... A, a tourist stone. Welcome to Season 2 of A Long Walk North. Today's episode is brought to you by Triple Crown Coffee, Purple Rain Adventure Skirts, and the Thruer Hiking Community. Hey, just a quick side note. Me and Chantel's hellos and banters is about 21 and a half minutes, and our guest is around the 21 and a half minute mark. So go to that. I think there's a commercial, and then she's right after the commercial if you want to jump right over to Tracy. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, party people? Hope everyone is happy and healthy. It's almost April, which is crazy, but um, thank you for following along. The past couple episodes, I have not been interviewing. Um, it's just been bit, like really busy this time of the year with school and homework and exams and just working a lot. So I haven't been able to been a part of that, but we're here now. And I mean, obviously, you know, you you goof around with friends. I'm sure you buy clothes. Yes. Do you buy? Are you always buying clothes? Yeah. Online or in person? Um, mostly online. Is Noah giving you inspiration? Because he's going to the mall. He wants to look like a cool dude now. No, Noah copies my outfits. You know that Instagram post that he posted? Yeah. And that exact same outfit. Does he? Is he going to be like the little sister where he's always borrowing your clothes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm sure, you know, you do have a busy life. It, it is hard to get a hold of you, you know. Exactly. But, um, yeah, thanks to you, you've held the fort by interviewing Jen and Vince from Canada, who is hiking on the PTC right now. Uh, they were on our episode seven. I believe they're on their eighth day or something like that. They lost their luggage. Did you know that? Yeah, I think you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, you know, they arrived and they flew in from Vancouver. They had to first take a, a flight to get to Calgary and then take WestJet to San Diego and they lost their bag. So they were freaking out. They had to drop, you know, 1600 bucks at, uh, at REI. Then when they got 
42 miles in when they got to Mount Laguna, they, uh, they got their bag back. So a really nice trail angel, which is Laura. And she was on episode eight. She went, picked them up. She, she kind of basically drove an hour, picked them up, drove them back down to San Diego, took them to REI, then drove them back to Mount Laguna. And then she had this, you know, that's, then she had to drive home. I mean, that's four hours of driving, but um, it is fun watching them there. She, Jen is good. She's funny. Um, she is beyond blisters on Instagram. I'll put that in the show notes. She's doing a little YouTube and she's just piecing together her videos. Vince, uh, I think it's Vince's adventures, um, but he's making little episodes too. And he's getting creative with the cap cut. But anyways, I'll put that in the show notes. Oh yeah. In episode eight, when you talk to Laura, she sounds really, really sweet. She she is. And obviously, you know, she does this trail angel stuff and she takes hikers. I mean, she just picked up hikers yesterday. Uh, and I guess somebody's like retiring and they, you know, because people will message and say, hey, who, you know, I'm flying into San Diego. Who can take me to to Campo? And uh, she's like, I'll take you or whatever. And uh, and that person was retiring. So she put like balloons in her car and like a little note, like <sighs> happy retirement. So it's nice how she does that. And, you know, she just does trail magic. And when she hikes, she likes to kind of go, you know, 30 miles up the trail, throw a bunch of snacks and stuff, you know, in her backpack and hikes towards hikers just as her little day hike. But then she likes to stop and talk to people. And she always has, you know, band-aids and just little little toiletries and just little stuff that hikers might need um she's kind of carrying on her back so that's really really sweet Mm -hmm. oh my god that family with the three small kids that you showed me are so cute hiking the ptc oh my gosh they look so wild and fun and i love all their like dirty little faces (laughs) they're so cute they look like they're having a blast so it'll be great to see like how far they get and it's cool that they don't really care about like getting to canada they're just doing it like on their own time and like doing something together as a family oh yeah it's so cool and i'll put everybody should follow them so i'll put them in the show notes too that's like daily walk i think it's d-a-l-e-y-w-a-l-k on instagram super super cute i can't remember i think it's like five years five years old three-year-old and a two-year-old it's just it's like it's like crazy i mean man you know like you're going to have a dirty face on the trail. I mean, <laughs> you're all cute and put together and, and your eyebrows and all this stuff, but you just wait. I mean, I'll, I'll put the kid, I'll put some of the pictures of the kids in the show notes, but uh, everybody should follow them on IG. Mandy was on episode 11. She's the owner of Purple Rain Adventure Skirts. Um, and she's hiking with her hubby and uh, her son, which is five and a half. So they started out she's done she's not a super instagrammer she's not like a crazy instagram person but she's done a couple posts and they're just they're just taking their time i mean with little kids it's just all about the hey you know keep keep walking you know we're gonna get to an ice cream shop type of thing and the kids just keep walking yeah man that's what i'm gonna do with you promise you ice cream is up over the next big hill to get over i'll do it i can i can do it (laughs) Somebody asked me yesterday, somebody asked about pace. I was on a Zoom. I was on a Zoom call and we were talking about pace. They, someone asked me if like we're going to hike like kind of like side by side and, or like you're going to ditch me or because you're faster than me, right? And then I'm like, 
she doesn't know where she's going. She needs, I'm the map. She doesn't even know which way north is. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I was saying on the Zoom, and I don't know if I've said to you, but I mean, obviously I've studied the trail, but when we hike it, you're going to have the paper map. I'm going to get the National Geographic map. I kind of want you, like when we were young, remember when we, okay, remember that time when I said to you and Noah, look, we're going to go swimming. I it's- was just watching that video yesterday. You you watched that? <laughs> yeah, yesterday. <laughs> well, to everybody, it's like, you know, I didn't have a car. I wanted to go swimming. I didn't do a good job at explaining this. I'm just going to do it really quick now. I, we lived about a half an hour away from Toronto, and I didn't have a car. And so I wanted to go swimming at a public pool, a big pool. The kids have never been to it. And it was in Toronto. And it's like in a district of Toronto. And I said to the kids... Let's go swimming to a place that's at Christie Pits. I'm not going to tell you where it is, but we need to take public transit to get there. That could be uh, a GO bus. Um, that could be the subway. That could be a Toronto city bus. We also had to take like a local city bus because we were, you know, in a, in, a, in a little city a half an hour away. Um, we could also take a taxi, but not, you know, just ask a taxi to take us to Christie Pits and I'm not going to help you so you need to like if we go into a subway station you need to find the map find where you are here and try to figure out how to get there and on the way we had to connect with a Walmart to get a bathing suit for because um (laughs) my ex didn't give when didn't give my son a, a bathing suit she wanted me to like supply him with a bathing suit whatever it's a side story but so yeah that was like a a kicker so it was really cool and and one really quick and I'll, I'll link the video in in the show notes but one really neat thing is is when we got to the subway station and my daughter looked at this map it's a whole map of Toronto and she's trying to look on this whole map of Toronto and it's, and it's the subway system and it's the city bus system in one map she's trying to find the you are here no that map is in every bus station subway station there isn't an um an are we here and so i wanted them to they were allowed to ask official people like people that work there you know excuse me you know where would i find this train to go east so i just wanted them to and if we got on the wrong train going in the wrong direction i guess we weren't going to go swimming so um, anyways, that's the story, and that's kind of what I want to do with my daughter, is I want to give her the map for the PCT, she's going to have gut hooks on her phone, um, and it's kind of her job, I want her to kind of plan out, you know, where we're going to get water, to like, take a look at that, because I kind of want her to do a little bit of the vlog, and do a little bit of the narrating on the vlog, so she sort of needs to know where our goal is you know if we're doing a section and it's a three-day section you know she needs to know like what little town is three days ahead but kind of broke breaking it down so we'll review it together before we set out on each little section or even each day but i want her to take control and i think that would just be good um good lessons on a side note um when she goes to toronto she is sort of like the little map person you know like when she goes with her friends she's the one that 
is kind of takes control of the directions, which is cool. Anyways, back to the podcast. Oh, whatever. I won't even, I'm doing a horrible job at explaining it. I probably won't, won't even put that in there, but did you really watch it? Yeah. Aw. But uh, anyways, how have you been? You know, how was your birthday? Tell everyone how old you are. <laughs> I've been good. I'm 21 now. Crazy. I'm very wise. <laughs> it's neat. You can you can drink in the United States. Did you know? Yeah, I'm going to New York next week or in two weeks. What? Yeah. I think I think I don't know if you told me like off the record on the phone the other week, but you were going to Miami, but now that's switched. Oh. Well, I was supposed to go to Miami in May for a big concert, but now I'm going to California instead in May, but I'm also going to New York. You're going to have no money for this trail, man. <laughs> I haven't asked you yet, but you need to send me 50 bucks. <laughs> we got to put, you got to buy some stocks. Are you going to Blue Mountain? Is that what you're going to tell mom? I'm going to Blue Mountain. She's no, I told like... her I'm going to New York. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Man, I won't go on trips with you. All right, try to save your money now. <laughs> I will. Um, you should ask me what I'm up on the same. <laughs> you don't have How to. How have ask. you been, Dad? <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm the same. Ain't nothing new with me. I don't know. I I got nothing. I got nothing new. Okay, let's do top fives. Okay. And then we'll get this podcast going because you're just here for the beginning part. Sometimes I tell my friends, just listen to the first 20 minutes and listen to us bicker mm-hmm. and, and bug each other. So you pick the top five this week. And yes. what is it? We are doing our top five favorite like patio beverages. It's top five, top five. Here we go now. Oh, like summer patios. Yes. Okay. I might need time. <laughs> Who's going first? You do you know yours. your top five? Oh, I I'm do. I'm sure you do because you would have thought about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you should go first. Okay. First, you oh. should tell me, like, where's a good patio? Good patio. Anywhere downtown. Preferably, like, a rooftop patio. There's a really cool place downtown. Uh, it's called Cost with a K. Uh, it's so cool. There's, like, it's really high up. The CN Tower is like really close to it. And there's like a pool. It's really fancy. Okay. What's your top five? Do you have them in order? Uh, no, but I can put them in order. First one would be this drink from Il Fernello called Bella Rosé. It's really good. It's with uh, it's made with vodka, rosé, rose petals, and lime juice. And it's in a very aesthetic cup. Mm. I'll have to put a link of Il Fernello's is like an Italian restaurant yeah, in it's Toronto. Really good. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I, yes. thought, I was thinking of like, oh, it sounds like a blush wine, but then you're mm-hmm. like, it's got vodka in it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's your number one? Yes, that one looks so good. Um, my second would be a frosé from the Cactus Club downtown. It's trying to be good. I didn't know you go to all these. Okay, Cactus Club. <laughs> Told you I'm never home. Um, but in that, it's just rosé, strawberries, but it's like, the texture is like a slushy. So okay. it's like an alcohol slushy. It's and really they put good. strawberries in it. Yes. That sounds good. That would mm-hmm. be nice. It is really, it's really refreshing on a nice summer day. My third would be... You're not going to give me a patio for every fucking drink. <laughs> say, are you? No, not for the next two. 
Okay. And then in Miami, I like. <laughs> All right. Um, my third is a vodka crayon. Have you had that? I know what that is. It's vodka and cranberry juice. That's yes. probably the easiest one that you've said. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you had it? I don't think I have, though. It oh. sounds good, though. It is good. And everywhere has it, so it's nice. Um, Usually vodka, sometimes you can get drunk on it. Like, you don't even know you're drinking it. Yeah. It's like getting drunk on water. That's true. So my, that's what? Sorry, that's three? Yes. My fourth is a strawberry daiquiri. Oh, I didn't know you were 60 years old. <laughs> You're like one of the golden girls. <laughs> you had that? I think I've had a sip of my mom's <laughs> when she was 50. No, but I mean, that's just a classic. That drink's been around like for a long time. That would yeah. be good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I my... think you have a theme with your drinks. It's always strawberry and red. <laughs> yeah. My last one would be for anyone under eight, under 19. Um, it's a... <laughs> A strawberry banana hot chocolate from Hollywood Cafe in downtown Toronto. <laughs> they have like really cool hot chocolates. But it, you lost me because summer, like usually summer patio, you don't have oh. like hot drinks. Oh, okay. Let me change my answer. My... Well, if you like to drink it, and it's well, you not know, in the summer. I can drink winter drink. on a patio. I mean, I like coffee all year round. True. Okay, let me change it. Um. Oh, I'll give a Starbucks drink because. That's yeah, access okay. to everyone. Um, it's called a mango dragon fruit refresher made with uh, coconut milk. Okay, well, if it was the summertime and I was on a patio, what, where would the patio be? Oh, I guess it could be anywhere in the world. The best patio was in Positano Beach in Italy. Usually, you know, usually, honestly, when I sit down at a patio, I'll just ask the whoever the waiter or waitress is. I usually will say, like, I'd like a beer, a beer on tap. But I like to get them to pick me a beer. I just like doing that. Maybe that's sometimes I'm, I'm with somebody. They're like, ah, oh, waiters and waiters. They don't like doing that. Like when you like, really? but I like them. I like, like doing that. I like you bring me something that you like or that it's popular or a lot of people like it. And then later you can tell me what it is. So I mean, mm-hmm. beer is beer. Okay. So that's probably number one, because just naturally, I think that's probably what I would order and, and have ordered. Next thing, mojito. Mojito. <laughs> In Mexico with mom. That's nineteen ninety-one. You were yeah. You were just a fun time back then. <laughs> you weren't even born. Um do you know what they are? Um, I've had a simple one, but I don't know what's in it. Uh it's kind of like a Cuban highball. I think there's rum, sugar, or like sugar cane. Lime juice, soda water, and usually like there's mint in it. Mm. This summer, we, me and you will have to sit on a patio and have one. Yes. I'll try to make this quick. Um, I would say Long Island iced tea. Uh, you know good. what? Red wine. Red wine. I'll go with red wine. That would be my number third one because I do like red wine. I, I like it more later in life. And sitting in the summer, have it doesn't matter to be on somebody's backyard. It's nice. But sitting on a patio... And I have sat on a patio in the beaches in Toronto and had red wine. Nancy? Yeah. What did you say? Did you say Nancy? <laughs> I don't know any Nancys. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> I would say fourth would be Long Island iced tea. I've had a Ryan ginger ale in Ottawa on the patio because I mostly have beer. 
but <laughs> trying to think of like what have I ever had on a patio? Ryan ginger ale is kind of like my wedding photographer drink. I'll always get a Ryan ginger ale. All right, that's my top five. So I told you, I mean, in a future episode, my friend Michelle, she wants to interview us. We have like 13, 14 questions from one of my friends, Sue. And so we're going to get together maybe over lunch at a quiet place and we're going to record it, which will be fun. I think Michelle, hopefully she doesn't ask us like embarrassing questions. (laughs) Can she give us the questions in advance? I don't know. I don't think she wants to. I can't think on the spot. (laughs) You can't think. Yeah, you could think on the spot. No, I, I lack in that. Well, you should just think about the reasons why you want to do the PCT, because that's probably one of them. You probably don't even want to do the PCT. You just got talked into it from me. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, just joking. You know what it is. We watch YouTube, right? We watch Mari. Yeah. Yeah. You're a pro. (laughs) Okay, so let's, I'm going to do the podcast. I have a lady coming up. I will talk to you soon. We will do another top five lists. This one was kind of hard. It was hard for me to think of drinks. Maybe the next one, I should think of it. Yes. Do you want the questions in advance? Do you want to think about the things? Do you like that? Yeah. Okay. You'll get a better response from me if you give it to me in advance. I guess so. Okay, so we'll just wrap it up. Say, say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Okay, bye. Love you. Bye. Love you, too. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to that. I mean, obviously, I've been interviewing guests. Chantel hasn't. You know, she's got school and all that stuff. So, obviously, I just want to catch up with her. Our hike is still days away. So, you know, if this is your first podcast or first episode listening to us, um, we do talk. Go listen to our episode two and three, and you'll listen to more about our hike. And we will do more of those shows, too, and talk about, you know, our PCT prep. Um... But, you know, the last couple episodes, you know, if we chit-chat for the first 15, 20 minutes, you know, we're catching up. I And we have done, and we will do some little PCT bulletin boards of stuff I see on social media or what's going on with the 2022 class. So we'll continue to do that. Uh, but just hang with us. And also in the show notes, you know, if our banter, like this episode, lasts the first 20 minutes, I'll, I'll basically say, you know, uh, you know, the guest today jump to the 22 minute mark you know if you don't want to listen to us go right to the guest but our guest today is tracy so she's hiking very very soon she's hiking on the pct going northbound she did the at but she's hiking for a really good cause and so give it a listen uh and follow her on youtube i'll put a link to her instagram as well but follow her on youtube and uh yeah i hope you enjoyed today's episode and getting to know someone hiking this year which is tracy take care and we'll talk to you soon thank you to our sponsor triple crown coffee who is dedicated to the craft of fine coffee and the preservation of the three national scenic trails of the united states they offer three roasts the appalachian trail which is a medium roast with hints of caramel cane sugar vanilla second is the continental divide roast with hints of hazelnut and my personal favorite the pacific crest trail roast which is a medium to heavy roast with hints of chocolate and caramelized sugar Pick up some today with a little bag of organic dark chocolate dipped espresso beans to chew on. The owner Chris has hiked all three trails, achieving the illustrious Triple Crown. His coffee is farm to cup, 
promoting leave-no-trace ethics from farms that employ sustainable harvest methods and environmentally friendly practices. Kickstart your day tomorrow and get out on the trail. Triple Crown gives a portion of the proceeds of your purchase to the three different trail organizations in the United States. We would like to remind you to also donate a little to the trail of your choice and promote the sustainability that we enjoy each season. We thank Chris for being a sponsor and we look forward to him joining our podcast to talk about his adventures. Charging down those craggy mountains without thrifts or friends. Who you find so, so in love with the fallen earth? Or you wake in the middle of the fallen night with the summer playing coy? Welcome, Tracy. Thanks for coming on the podcast. It's always nice to get to know different hikers, hitting the trail shortly, you know, going Novo like we're going to do on the Pacific Crest Trail. Let's get to know you a little bit better on IG or Instagram. You go by the handle of the Reluctant Hiker 72. Uh, And from that, I won't guess your age, you know what I mean? (laughs) Because when people have that as an email address, you know, you can kind of figure out how old they are. If my IG handle was like that, I guess I would be the old man 71. So we're probably really close in age. But Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> um, I'm going to link in the show notes, you know, your you know, your IG handle, your YouTube channel as well as the cause that you're trying to raise awareness and support, all the links of just different things we talk about. They're going to be in the show notes so people can just click on the description and then there'll be a clickable link. And then from that, they'll get other links and and some more context on different things. So not only are you doing this hike, uh, but you're trying to raise some money that's definitely in need and definitely has a need out there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and yourself, uh, where you live, where you reside, and give us a taste for, you know, the different backpacking trips that you've done. And yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you, Dan, for having me here, first of all. Um, My husband and I live in Corvallis, Oregon, in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, We've been married for almost 25 years now. Um, We graduated from Oregon State about 27 years ago. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so we are old. Um, We have three beautiful, hardworking, responsible young adults we've helped raise and uh, really proud of them. Um, I just turned 50 and um, yeah, I'm proud of that too. I I, uh, have always kind of thought that that was a great age to turn and I'm excited to be here. That's good Um, because some people get, some people get sad, you know. I I know. I'm not sure why because I have just been so excited about it. Since I turned 40, I I just have been excited about turning 50. So here I am. There you go. (laughs) Here I come. Um, but as far as backpacking, um, I really had no backpacking experience before I went on the AT last year, which really was kind of a whim for me. Um, my husband, my middle son, and I had gone on the Camino in 2019. Oh, that's supposed to be and beautiful. That's like Spain and Port. Is it Portugal or pa- Spain? 
It's Spain, but we started in France in the Pyrenees, and by yeah. the end of the first day, you're in Spain. And so we did the Camino Frances, um, and it's about 500 kilometers. So it's a much shorter trek, but you also really didn't have to carry a pack. You basically carried some water with you and some snacks. Um, and snacks, by the way, is going to be a huge theme for me because I always think about food. We <laughs> but are. yeah, um, but yeah, that was definitely a different kind of backpacking. Um, I wouldn't even call it backpacking. I would just call it hiking. Really, we went from village to village, and you had a bed every night. You had a meal every night prepared by other people, and it was not a mountain house meal okay yeah exactly. <laughs> it was like a three course meal every night and it was a fantastic experience but um it was not the at and the at was my first like i said backpacking trip that i decided to do and that's a big and, thing right out of the gate that's humbling yeah <laughs> when i decide to do something i really you know i just sort of go all in and um I don't, you know, once I decide that I'm actually going to do it, my husband calls it being stubborn, but we just call it determined. Um, I basically don't quit. I Once I have said I'm going to do it and I take my first step there, I'm going to do it and I'm going to see it through to the end, barring any major injury. Were you by yourself? I was by myself at the beginning anyway. You I meet did people. meet up. Yeah, you meet people along the trail. So, uh, pretty much until I got to the whites, I was by myself and I did a flip-flop on the AT. So I started just south of the Shenandoahs. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I got up to the whites, I met two guys that, you know, they were about to go in the whites as well. And I asked them if it would be okay to hike with them in the whites. And uh, they'd probably tell you that I forced them to hike with me, but <laughs> um, I didn't really want to be by myself in that situation because of all the fear mongering that had been kind of going on. See, I don't know too um, much about it. Like, I, I don't. Oh. I mean, obviously, that's like the white, that must be New Hampshire, the White Mountains. Yep, yep, exactly. But I don't know um, too much about the AT. You know, I really didn't either before I went out there and I kind of I'm a fly by the seat of your pants kind of gal and I kind of wanted to have the experience on the fly like that and I'm glad that I did mm -hmm. but um one thing that I'm sure you've seen this already um but when you're getting ready to do a trail or when you're out on the trail one thing that people always seem to do is they talk about the next big thing that's going to happen. And so when yeah. we're first starting out, it'll probably be the San Jacintos. Um, and then, of course, you know, everybody is always talking about um, the Sierras. So it's the same thing in the in the on the AT. Everybody is always talking about the whites and, you know, kind of scaring the pants off of people. Yeah. And at the time, you know, I was 49 years old. I was a woman that was hiking out there by myself and I felt pretty good with and confident about everything but um when we got to the whites I just thought oh I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it and what I realized is I just kind of had to overcome that you can't you can't let somebody run your trail or run your hike by the fear mongering so right. 
Yeah, so I that was something that I really learned on the, the AT actually is is kind of how to move past that. And again, it was really great. I had Tractor and Underdog. They were my hiking partners, my tramily, um, going through the whites and all the way to to Katahdin. <laughs> and so um, that was also really nice because I didn't feel as lonely having somebody constantly with me. Yeah. Uh, I could I had somebody to talk to, and I'd been alone enough. I thought so. It was pretty fun. There's um, nothing wrong with that. You know, the whites are not like the Sierras. They're majestic. Like I've been to New Hampshire yeah, and, yeah. you know, going into something like that, it is always good to have like a buddy, you know what I mean? Even just, a, even if you don't need it for safety, it's always nice right. to have a buddy, you know, because the Sierras rivers crossing scare me or whatever, because I'm going <laughs> with my daughter and right. depending on, you know, if it's a high snow year in California, but Right. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting. Like I don't know too much about the AT. Once we do the PCT, we might just get hooked. Well, I'll tell you what that I was so afraid of all of that I was expecting to come, but um, it was nice to have other people with you because it is exhausting. Uh, your boulder climbing is really what you're doing, and mm. you're sliding down rock faces and everything. And um, I never felt afraid for my life, but. You know, and that's what I, I thought was going to happen because of all this fear mongering. But what I, I just, you know, had to step really cautiously. So we went slow and that was fine. Um, you know, there were times that we did, uh, I think in the Kinsman, I did almost a 19 mile day. Um, but after that, we pretty much pulled, you know, 10 mile days and that was it. And we were exhausted. <laughs> So, um, but I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that boulder, that boulder hopping and the boulder climbing, not the boulder fields that are like flat and you're just trying to balance and rock right. and not break your ankle, but the ones where you're actually kind of climbing up stuff. And Katahdin was like that. So Katahdin was absolutely amazing for me. The only thing that was missing with Katahdin was that um, we didn't have any views. Everything was completely soft in. So um, that was a shame, but uh, my husband and I have talked about, you know, plans for after the PCT. And if he decides that he doesn't want to do the AT or any other long hike or anything like that, that's fine. But I told yeah. him, I just want to do the the whites. I want to do Maine, definitely the 100 mile wilderness, um, if not all of Maine, but those are, are places that really were beautiful. And even though we had soft in views, I, I definitely want to take him back there. So um, And you could always go somewhere south, like Peru or something like that. Or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because you, when you were talking and you're saying about how like bringing somebody with you like helped you. And I was thinking it's like the gym, you know, many mm. times you can go to the gym and sometimes you don't go to the gym because it's just you. You know, but if you're going there with a friend, you, you you go because your friend's going. You said you were going, you go. And at <laughs> the gym, you know, if you said that you're going to go there for an hour and you go there with a friend, you'll stay an hour. But sometimes by right. yourself, halfway through, you might like, ah, I'm going to go home. Well, and, and it, it is like that exactly because um, when you're staying in your tent and you hear, you know, the sleeping pads start coming down in the next tent over or whatever, you're like, I got to get ready. I, you know, I don't want to be having anybody wait on me. I don't want somebody to. Yeah, makes you get you out know, of bed if you agree yeah, on it you the night before. Moving. And it makes you get up and go, which is yeah. good, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when is your 
like when is your start date for the PCT? We are starting on April 8th. And my husband and I are also going to be joined by uh, one of my family members from New Hampshire, Maine, um, which is Underdog. And uh, then also another person that we met when we were in Maine, uh, she's called Woods. And I actually went on the Pinhoti with Woods after the AT and uh, a few other people, uh, another friend that I met on the AT called Heater. So we all kind of met up and did the Pinhoti trail after the AT. And then Woods and I started talking about, you know, going to the PCT this spring and it all kind of worked out. We didn't have our permits at that time because that was um, after the first permit date and we okay. hadn't gotten permits. And uh, so, of course, you know, it was kind of still all in limbo until uh, January. And even in January, we didn't get our permits right away. You know, I feel really anxious. When I went on the AT, I didn't have this kind of time. It was sort of like um, the beginning of March, I decided that I was going to go. And then by the 31st of March, that was our anniversary. And I said, you know, by my, by our anniversary, I'm going to know for sure. And I told my husband that night, yeah, I, I am going to do it. And then I left April the 23rd to head to the Shenandoah. So I only had that month really. And so that was fast moving. And I really liked that a lot better than what we've been doing here. This feels, um, very anxiety driven almost because there's so much to do in time but yet there's more free time than you really think that you have and some things you can't do until the very last minute so yeah um, you know i mean it just it just feels like oh my gosh we have so much to do we can't do anything yet <laughs> um and try, we try actually being an international hiker like for you guys oh, in the states it's like you know you have you know there's friends or family that can mail you stuff you can text people right and, and mailing stuff is quite inexpensive um in canada and you know if other yeah. people come from europe and they don't really have friends i mean there's great trail angels that can help you but Absolutely. it's just it's harder logistically i think there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast like from europe but it's just they're trying to soak up information harder being an international hiker Absolutely. I agree with that. Well, after we've done the trail, we definitely will try and help out as much as possible. So if there are international people next year or whatever that need help, we could definitely uh, be available to help people because um, I do think that's important to make sure that you're giving back in some way. And yeah. It's meaningful. Yeah. Now, where so. you like when you mentioned that, like where you live, um, is that more near the water? Is it is it inland more, Corvallis? We're in the valley, and so we're about forty minutes from the coast, and we're about two and a half hours, I believe it is, from where the trail um, goes through Oregon. Okay. Mm -hmm. Have you? And I, I just thought of something too, like when you're talking about, you know, like giving back, or even just like. Have you joined any of the Facebook groups? Not not the piece, not not the general class of twenty-two groups, but any of the trail angel groups? No, I haven't. That's I have a hard that you time might... asking for people to help me, even on the trail on the AT. Um I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, there were people that um I 
definitely got help from and it was amazing but i have a hard time you know asking for that so. i get i get that i think you yeah. know what if, if something happens the pe the bubble of whoever you're hiking with they'll tell you what the facebook group is of the area that you're in like you know there's one for the southern terminus and there's one yeah. for Wrightwood and blah 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 because for the trail angels it helps them i guess because sometimes people will say oh i might need a ride tomorrow and it just helps them like sometimes there's a whole bunch of trail angels that want to mm. help they pick their rides off of the facebook group okay well then you uh. know there's joe and mary okay joe and mary i'm coming to get you yeah. some trail angels they use that as their dispatch got you i said it at the beginning how you're you know you're not only are you hiking for yourself and that but you're hiking for a cause you know um yes. so why don't you talk a little bit about you know what that is and what it's all about and, and why you're doing that okay yeah absolutely thank you so something that my husband and i talk about a lot is um kind of leaving a legacy and giving back you know whatever you do especially now that we're getting older you know you think about your life and you want to make sure that your life had meaning mm -hmm. and um you know obviously we've raised our children and they're beautiful people and we feel like that's a part of your legacy obviously mm -hmm. but you know especially when you look at the world now it's just so crazy and it feels uh so hate-filled <laughs> lately that um it really makes you kind of look at the world and say, what, what can we do to help? And right. how can we make a difference? So, you know, I'm just one person, my husband's just one person, but I feel like every little thing that everybody can do, um, if it is just one step in a positive direction, it's meaningful. Absolutely. And um, so my husband uh, is a retired veteran. I'm a veteran and we also have a child that serves and uh, my dad was in the military and uh, yeah we we just have military ties um all of all around really and so we have a heart for veterans i think especially you know now that we're older again and we're kind of looking at things like what can we do to help anyone well veterans really weigh on us i guess and my husband thought about different ways that we could help but it, it did occur to me that a few years ago when our boys were in high school there was um, a mud run that they participated in up in Portland mm -hmm. and there was a gentleman there who had a t-shirt on and I can't remember why it just immediately hit me that this had to be for veterans but it just had a big 22 on it and I asked him about it and he said did you know that 22 veterans every day take their own lives and Wow. That number is staggering. I mean, that is just, it hits you. And I didn't know that. And immediately at that point, I wanted to do something. But of course, you know, I still had kids in high school and kids in school and everything. So I, mm -hmm. I didn't really jump in right then, but it always kind of weighed on me. So when we came back to wanting to do something on this hike, I'm going out there hiking. And it's kind of, if you think about it, every day you get up on a hike and your body hurts and it's a struggle mentally and physically yeah. to get moving. But when somebody is dealing with a mental health issue, it is a physical and mental ailment for them. It's not just, you know, it's, it's a real thing and people don't maybe understand that. But um, when you look at the numbers of people that are 
just veterans that are taking their lives, you have to understand that something needs to be done. Right. And so, yeah. So Mission 22 and then the is one of the organizations. The other organization is Stop Soldier Suicide. And that's pretty straightforward. Obviously, both of these are focused on veteran um, and active duty members and their mental health. These organizations also help their family members, but it basically, they both set up confidential programs, uh, mental health support, even as much as housing or food if they need it, whatever mm -hmm. the veteran or the, the member needs to get them through this period of time where they're struggling, setting up a support system for them, everything. And anything that you can do, any dollar that you can help um, donate to them goes towards setting up the support system for the veterans. So it's amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so like, I guess the numbers for a time, this is something that also hit me. The numbers for a time for veteran suicides seemed like it was starting to come down and, and mission 22 and stop soldier suicide, they were making a difference, but of course, then we hit COVID. And mental health is, it's a mental health crisis right now, I think, in the entire world. I mean, people are just having a really difficult time sure. with all the quarantine even, even and older, you know, older people are more alone. Well, you know, there's people that are yes. in our age. Yeah, I totally get exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, so the goal for um, Stop Soldier Suicide, they say that they want to get the rate of suicide in military members of veterans down by 40% by the year 2030, which brings them to um, a more, I don't know if this sounds, is the no, correct know, term, I but a healthier mean. average, so that they're, they're basically going to be on the same lines as their civilian peers at that point. So that, again, that's a number that's really quite alarming if you think that you have to bring it down that much to get to a, a level that's more comparable with their peers. I mean, one of the good things in the world, and I'm sure the States is the same with Canada, but over the last, maybe the last eight years, six years, uh -huh. you know, there's a lot of mental health awareness where in the past, mm -hmm. a lot of people would keep silent. And now yeah. it's more acceptable to sort of come out and say you're struggling and talk to people and they need help and they ask for help. Absolutely. You know, everybody's probably battling to some degree some a whole lot worse than others but i think it's great that you're doing that so what are you trying to like uh, is there a sort of a certain goal of like a certain dollar amount it's a little bit steep actually i was thinking about this in in the broader scope it's really a small amount of money but um i am trying to raise for each charity one dollar per mile which is a total of two dollars per mile whilst i hike so fifty three hundred dollars i think it's a modest amount but at the same time uh i don't really know a whole lot of people and i'm trying to spread the word I've sometimes you don't you know you don't need the weight of one friend to help you out and give Absolutely. you a thousand dollars but if a whole bunch of people gave you a quarter it doesn't take a lot, even though you might think, oh, if I give a quarter, I give a dollar, it's not that much money. But if everyone did that and put their dollar forward, that can make a difference. Exactly. It's exactly true. And I don't want to not get to the $5,300, but I know that every dollar 
that does go, it goes directly to the charities. It doesn't go through me or anything like that, just to be clear on this. Okay. Um, both pages are set up through the charities themselves. And, um, but any dollar amount, it goes directly to them. And that money goes directly to help those veterans. So anything is amazing. And I, I will be happy and proud with whatever we can get out there and do, because I feel like all of us will be making some little bit of difference in somebody's life. And if, and if it, you know, means that we help save one life, that's important or get one person connected with uh, a mental health you know, facilitator or something like this, that is important. If you are suffering, those links will take you, um, the links to Mission 22 and Stop Soldier Su Suicide will take you to the people that can get you help. Sometimes, you know, when you get halfway through the PCT or you finish the PCT, you know, you inspired somebody to, to donate then. You just, you don't know when the donation's going to come, but you just oh, got to keep going. It's just like every day you put one foot forward yes. because you got a goal to move forward. You will make a difference for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for letting me talk about that because I do find it, um, I'm a little impassioned about it, <laughs> but I do, I do feel um, that it's important and I am really thankful that you do as well. So, well, it's sort of like even what you said, we were talking about, you know, Hey, have you signed up for the trail angels on Facebook? And you're like, ah, you know, it's, it's hard to just, it's hard to ask for help. You know, and it's yeah. the same thing, you know, if you're trying to raise money for something and it's for a good cause, it's it's hard to ask sometimes. Yes. Well, and the other thing that I do want to say is more than just raising the money is the awareness. And I think that that is really important to say, because if you think um, that you see something on my Facebook page or something that says, hey, I'm trying to raise this money, you might automatically want to scroll by me. But actually, it's really important that you pass that on because there might be somebody and you don't know that they're struggling, but they might be struggling and just hearing about this program, these charities. That's important. May help that, that's them. good. That's a that's a good idea. Like that's a good idea. Yeah. And there's times where I'd love to give money to that GoFundMe for something or that right. charity, but maybe like let's say pennies are, are tight. But even just by sharing it. Even if exactly. you can't at that moment, I can't do it right now. I'm in between jobs or whatever. Right. But if you share it to your personal network, that might help raise money, even if you can't do it. And then in the future, it, you know, if you have an extra 10 bucks, an extra 20 bucks, you could do it next year, you know, when Absolutely. times are better. Exactly. Just passing it along to somebody, you might think, oh, this is so annoying. No, I don't want to do that. But you may help them and you don't even know just because they may secretly reach out to this um, this organization for help. Mm -hmm. So exactly. I love that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is there a certain section that, you know, you're really excited about? I mean, it doesn't have to be like a whole section. It could just be, oh, I'm really excited to go from Idlewild to Wrightwood or something like that because you know the little towns are fun there's some hills you know it's beautiful but anyways is there a certain section whether it's it's from t this town to this town or excited about I am really excited about Oregon actually and that sounds funny because we live here but um the the things that I've heard from previous years hikers is just that the beauty of Oregon is just 
it can't be topped really. And uh, so I'm excited to see it from a different perspective. I mean, where we hike usually, it's just locally. We have lots of hills and everything, and it's great for training. Um, but we don't really get the opportunity to go up into the mountain parts. And uh, we've done it a few times, but I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited to see all of Oregon. Um, You'll have a lot of um, just emotion of like, this is home, like you're walking home in a way. Um, and always, you know, you go on a big trip, you know, sometimes when you see the little town or city sign of where you live and you come back from a trip, it's it's a nice feeling too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think too, you know, my son used to live in Bend, which is uh, the trail goes over in that area through sisters and everything. Um, and I keep wondering, you know, when you walk in your town, it looks much different than when you drive through it. And when we yes. walked through this trail and on this trail in that area where we visited my son, I just, you know, I know it's going to look different, but I just can't wait to experience how different it is, you know. And so I'm excited about that. I'm really excited to go over Bridge of the Gods. And <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but I'm really excited to walk across Bridge of the Gods. And um, let's see, I nervously um, and hesitantly say that I am excited to do the Sierras, but I think the reason that I say I'm excited to do them is that I really enjoy getting through a challenge. Um, mm -hmm. Enjoy something that I'm fearful of to some extent, and then pushing through that and getting to the other side and going, yes. I did it, you know, so I think that's why I'm excited about them. Yeah, I guess I would say those those two places for sure, or those three places for sure. Can't think of anything else off the top of my head right now. You know, and it's interesting because every section people gush about it because there's a lot of people who gush that they really enjoyed the desert section the most. It, it surprised them instead of they think mm. it's like flat and boring. It's totally different than what they thought. Like sometimes Oregon gets a bad rap because people are just like, they're picking up the pace and they're trying to do it in two weeks or they're just trying to race through it. Right. They don't stop to enjoy it as much. And Washington too, a lot of people gush about Washington, how Washington's also majestic. And it's, you know, some yeah. people are, they really got the jets, you know, maybe they're trying to battle the clock and beat the snow, but. Uh, right. <laughs> That's it is, it is kind of cool. I think there's a lot of people, whatever, everyone's got their own opinion. Some people will say, <laughs> oh, I hated this part or I hated this part. Maybe it's NorCal. Maybe NorCal doesn't get as much love because maybe the bugs bug them or they're just starting to pick up the pace and they're just itching to get out of California because they've been doing it for months, yes, 1,700 miles, and they're just itching to get to yeah. a new state. Exactly. I do think that that will probably happen with us. Um, that is one thing that was nice about doing the AT as a flip-flop because I started the Shenandoah. So I'm sort of like, I've gone through more of Virginia. I've started at a place where more of Virginia has been passed than, um, you know, starting at the very south side of Virginia and going yeah. through the whole thing because they always talk about the Virginia blues. So I, I didn't really get to experience that the same way. And um, 
what I did get to experience right off the get-go was that I was going through so many states very quickly. And so it was exciting, you know? Um, so I think when I'm going through California and we're like, oh, we're still in California three months later, we're still in California. <laughs> so that, that might be a little boring, but again, that's just the map side of it. Um, as you're changing maps on gut hooks or, uh, what do they call it? Far yeah, out. Far out now, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, it's really exciting to change your map on far out. I, I cannot explain to you unless you've done a, a big hike where you have to go through multiple um, maps. But when you get to the end of the map, everybody's like, yes, yeah, a new it would be map. A weird feeling. <laughs> it would be a really weird feeling. But it was really nice to speak with you. What I'll do is, like I said, I'll put a bunch of like links to, you know, like your social media yeah, I'll follow you on YouTube. It's always nice to chit chat with somebody. And then yeah. it makes following them so much. You just know more about them. Right. You know, and then when you're done, it will be nice. You know, once you get home and you get back to real life and get settled a bit, it'd be nice to chit chat with you more and just find out a little bit more of some PCT stories and and ask yeah, you more absolutely. PCT questions. But um, perfect. So now you're a podcast pro. So. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me on here. This has just been great. And My pleasure. Um, I hope it didn't drag out in any one section or another. I um, It is what it the... is. I mean, like people <laughs> listen to podcasts for certain things. Like somebody might skip over a podcast because they're not talking about some, like who knows, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's like yeah. um, it will reach some people um, and you know, your message, you know, and I'll, I'll pass your message and your cause along and even on our social media, because it's, Thank it's you. a good cause. Thank you so much. I agree. Excited for you. So get out there and have some fun. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, Tracy. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye, Dan. Okay. Bye. Long hair and longer stride. Skateboard fair with the primal trial. Cut off painter pants Charging down those craggy mountains With our thrift store friends Who you find so So in love with a fallen earth Who you wake in the middle of the falling night With the summer playing coy And in the attics of the city now Talked Corso in the MC5 And you could dance live We were all alright And only the wild ones Give you something and never want it back Hold the riot in a rush Of the warm night air Only the wild ones Are the ones you can never catch Stars are up now, no place to go. Don't forget to follow us on social. Our handle is PCT Just Do It, which is PCTJSDOIT. We use that handle on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find links to our social channels and other links on our website, hikethepct.ca. And when you hit the menu on the website, we have other things like our gear lists, PCT trail notes, projected expenses,
current savings, and other links and other information about our hike.